Welcome to this week's edition of Extra Sugar. In this week's episode of Designing Women, we learn that old boy Payne sure has been, as Mary Jo put it, busy this semester. He's got a girl, a degree, and a baby on the way. What's a man to do but marry the girl and make an honest woman out of her, right? That's right. Payne's quick, fast, and in a hurry wedding inspired this week's Extra Sugar, which is all about the time-honored tradition of getting hitched before anyone realizes you're pregnant, otherwise known as the shotgun wedding. I'm calling this segment, First Comes Baby, Then Comes Marriage, an ode to the shotgun wedding. According to a grammar, you can laugh if you want. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, I was thinking about whether I needed to go. (laughs) (laughs) You made the right choice to just laugh, but thanks. Uh, According to a Grammarist article I found, the phrase shotgun wedding appeared in the English language in America sometime during the second half of the 19th century. The term made its way into the court system by the 1870s. The article included an example of someone suing for divorce because of a shotgun wedding in 1972. In that case, the person claimed the woman's family threatened to kill him, then even held a gun to him during the entire ceremony. You know, wedded bliss. It's beautiful. Uh, it, that was a weird example because it was like it made its way into the court system in the late 1800s. Here's an example from 1972, but it's the only example I had. Yeah, I was definitely thinking, I was like, 1972? Okay. Yeah. I read it three times and then I went back and double checked because I was like, what am I missing here? But that's just the way the article was written. I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, so for this segment, we're going to talk about the history, where the term itself comes from. We're going to talk about shotgun weddings around the world. And then I've got a round of grit splits for you, Selena. Two truths and a lie style. Oh, anything could happen. Anything. So for those who are uninitiated, as I said at the top of the segment, at its core, the term shotgun wedding largely refers to the idea of a hasty wedding thrown together because of a pregnancy. Many, many moons ago, an unplanned pregnancy could destroy a woman's reputation and social standing, not to mention her family's. So her father would presumably hold a gun to the man's head as a threat if he doesn't marry her. So with all that in mind, Payne's wedding doesn't seem to be a true shotgun wedding. Her dad barely had time to hold a gun to his head, what with being in Asia and all. But it checks some of the boxes. She was pregnant. They got married. Blah, blah, blah. So I found a 2018 analysis of data from North Carolina that found that shotgun marriage births, which they called the much less stigmatizing mid-pregnancy married births, were holding status. It's less stigmatizing, but a lot harder to say. Uh, We're holding steady at about 10% over the last 25 years. That compares to about 27% in the 70s. Shotgun marriages are more common today among black and white, less educated, and younger women. Uh, In that group, shotgun wedding births account for a quarter of births. Another thing the 2018 analysis looked at uh, that I think is interesting when you talk about the concept of shotgun weddings is divorce rate. So generally speaking, common understanding is that shotgun weddings don't last or shotgun marriages don't last. Uh, Actually, the 2018 analysis revealed that maybe it does, at least in certain populations. So younger black women with lower levels of education had the same or lower divorce rates um, as preconception marriages. Uh, And more advantaged groups tend to dissolve their shotgun marriages. So like the more money people have, the more likely they are to get a divorce. Um, The article summarizes that perhaps there's a, quote, overlooked resiliency in those marriages um, that I was talking about before that makes the marriages last longer. For what it's worth, my initial instinct to that conclusion was that resilient felt like a weird word to choose uh, because it implies to me like a sense of shame or like divorce conferring some sort of weakness. So like if you can overcome divorce, you're resilient. You know what I mean? Don't you dare take away my shame. I know. <laughs> We're all here for the shame. 
Um, the other part that it, that bothered me about it is that it assumes um, just because people didn't divorce, that means they want to be married. And I don't think those two things are always true at the same time. I think you just described the 1950s. Yeah, right. Um, but I went through the article because before I jumped to that conclusion and just like railed against the article, I wanted to read their rationale. So this is why they say they came to that conclusion. Uh, and this is a quote from the article. Perhaps because non-marital b- births are so common among black couples, norms to marry, quote, for the sake of the child are weaker among blacks than among whites. Thus, blacks who are married either preconception or mid-pregnancy may have married for relationship-focused rather than child-focused reasons. So they looked at a whole bunch of other social, sociocultural and other sorts of research to kind of come to this conclusion that um, if a black couple has a shotgun wedding, they're more likely to stay married than a white couple. Very simple. I'm simplifying that a lot. But they came to that conclusion because they saw other research that showed that not necessarily are they getting married because of the baby. They may just have decided, oh, this is a good reason to get married now, but we were always planning to get married because we love each other and want to be married. Does that make sense? It's complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. I I hear you. Anyway, the idea of forcing a marriage on an unmarried couple that's expecting a baby is hardly an American tradition. Uh, In fact, according to my research, there's not even really a term for it in many countries in the Middle East because it's taken so seriously uh, that most of the weddings successfully take place before anyone even knows there's a pregnancy involved. So it's never become a cultural phenomenon. There's no need for a term. Mm. Warriors don't talk about it. Right. Um, In some countries, premarital sex is against the law, so it comes with stakes that may be even higher than a little gun threat. Uh, I found a 2021 article that indicated the United Arab Emirates had just decriminalized premarital sex in 2020. However, a marriage certificate is required to secure a birth certificate, and unmarried women are denied medical insurance coverage for maternity care. Good grief. There's just so much cultural stigma associated with premarital sex and women who aren't, quote, pure, that the consequences of a pregnancy outside marriage is too much. So many women are turning to a quickie wedding. Shotgun weddings, man. Just a rip-roaring time. It's just fun. It's uh. just fun. Actually, it is kind of fun in other places. So uh, there, shotgun weddings are also a thing in East Asia, but they don't seem to carry the same social implications. They're almost, like I was saying, lighthearted or something. So, for instance, in Japan, they're called Oops, We Did It marriage. One quarter of Japanese brides are pregnant at the wedding. In China, they're sometimes called married by the order of the child, which is a play on the phrase uh, that means the marriage is done by the order of an ir- imperial edict. So they've just sort of turned it into a cutesy phrase. Oh, uh-huh. That's fun. Um, and it's this whole phenomenon is becoming even more uh, common among younger generations. But one thing I read sort of indicated that even like generationally, so even in like younger generations, some people are like, why are we so cool with this? And other people are like, because it's just a baby. Let's get married. So... <laughs> Again, complicated. <laughs> All I can think about is them blasting Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> be kind of like a fun thing to walk out to show stopping yeah, that's true yeah. uh so in the uk shotgun weddings are called knob stick weddings it sounds like knob stick refers to a stick that wardens of the church used to carry it implies they would use it as a weapon if needed to ensure that the wedding took place i knew that somehow beating was coming in <laughs> there's a beating involved somewhere what, there better be or why why are we here why are we even here so i wanted to mention the netherlands and belgium because they have sort of a recent historical trend that I thought was pretty fascinating. Uh, so the term shotgun wedding in Dutch is moeche. 
Okay. I'm probably not saying that right. Uh, I did listen to a pronunciation. So it's something like buche. It's a noun that's made from the verb for must or have to and a suffix, which indicates something smaller. So loosely translating that, uh, it is translated as little must or little you have to, mm. which is what I love to call my kids. <laughs> little you have to. Uh, so when you put it together, it indicates you must get married to all together now. Avoid the shame of giving birth unmarried. Oh, it's beautiful. So this is where it gets interesting, though. Apparently, these types of marriages were really common in the first half of the 20th century. About a quarter of marriages in the Netherlands in the early 60s were shotgun weddings. However, they faded by 2013. Only 82% of Dutch, which still sounds like a lot to me, but 82% of Dutch people and 43% of Flemish people even recognize the term anymore. Hmm. So... Shotgun weddings, a time-honored tradition the world over. Am I right? Oh, yeah, you're right. So you want to play a game? Yes. I feel like your first question is be like, was your wedding a shotgun wedding? <laughs> share what you want to share, Selena. <laughs> uh. You want to grit splits? Let's grit splits. Okay. So what I wanted to do for this game is two truths and a lie. Famous shotgun wedding edition. Oh, okay. So I'm going to name three celebrity couples and you tell me if she was pregnant when they got married. Oh, okay. For the record, this game feels mildly tacky. I get it. Uh, these are people, and I want to be clear, I'm not disrespecting them anyway. There is no judgment on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are straight facts I found very easily online that they were pregnant at the time they got married. Okay. Yeah. So. Patriarchy. It's not us. It's and We are super clear, not judging them. Okay. Don't care if they're alive. That's okay. between two partners, why they got married. It's just fascinating to know that celebrities, you know, yeah. they're like us. Yeah. So I, I only have three. So this, this could be a brief game. Okay. We'll see how you do. Okay. First up, let's do a late 90s, early 2000s edition. Well, that is my sweet spot. Go on. So the three celebrity couples, Selena, are Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel, Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Ugh. So of those three, one couple was pregnant at the wedding and the other two were not that we know of. Who was pregnant? Oh, that's tough. Okay. It is tough. I it? know it's not the first one. So it's not Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. They weren't together yet. That much I know because I know I should not know that. Honestly, I'm embarrassed that I do. Um, so it's going to be the second or the third. I'm going to say Reese Witherspoon and th Ryan. Phillippe. Thank you. Ryan Phillippe. Well done. Hey. So they got married in June and had their baby in September. Okay. So second group. Let's this looks an awful lot like Reese now. Let's oh, my God. So much like her. Carbon copy. I saw a video of them at the Taylor Swift concert, and I thought mm -hmm. I was watching Reese Witherspoon walk, and I thought, man, that woman just never ages. And that is true. She never ages. <laughs> Yet her daughter also is younger than she is. Right. She just looks like her. It's amazing. So second group. Let's do more like modern Hollywood legend types, okay? Okay. So the three couples are Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart. Julia Roberts and Daniel Motor, Drew Barrymore and Will Koppelman. Okay. So of those three, which one was expecting a little one when they walked down the aisle? Oh, man. Oh, That's tough, right? that is tough. I'm going to say Julia Roberts and Danny Motor. They're not right. right? I, I don't know. Is it pronounced Motor? What's his last name? M-O-D-E-R. Motor. Motor. I don't know. 
You're not right, though. It was Drew Barrymore and Will Koppelman. Okay. They also married in June and had a baby in September. Okay. Um, It's worth mentioning, though, that Callista Flockhart did have a child at the time she and Harrison Ford got together. She adopted um, the child at birth, and then they got together. Yeah. Oh, okay. So finally, the last segment is broadcasters. Like TV broadcasters. Gotcha. Okay. So we have Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, I'm using the term broadcasters loosely. Uh, they host Love is Blind. How dare you? Mm-hmm. So Go Nick on. and Vanessa Lachey, mm-hmm. news anchor Savannah Guthrie and her husband Mike Feldman. Okay. And sportscaster Aaron Andrews and her husband, hockey player Jarrett Stoll. The middle one. The Samantha Guthrie. Savannah Guthrie. That's it. And Mike. What You're did right. I say? Savannah. <laughs> Savannah. <laughs> It's because I'm on camera and I'm nervous. (laughs) But you're right. Okay. You're right. They got married in March and she was four months pregnant at the time. That was a total guess. Uh, Erin Andrews was just sort of an interesting aside. So she was diagnosed with cervical cancer in January 2017 and they were married that year. Mm -hmm. uh, In June of that year, sorry. She says they'd never even really discussed kids before that point. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, because she had cancer, that sort of escalated everything a little bit. So um, after she was declared cancer-free, she ended up having IVF so that um, they could at least have the embryos if they ever decide to go that route or the eggs or whatever. Okay. Um, but they, to this point, as far as I can tell, don't have any kids. So you got two out of three. Right. Uh, yay. Do you feel like you learned something new today? Uh, big time. Big time. <laughs> I uh, learned how you feel about um, the Lachey's and their broadcast. Um, I, to, to be clear, love the Lachey's. Sure. I think, I don't know. I haven't it doesn't watched... make you broadcast journalism to run a game it show. It doesn't. It's okay. It doesn't. Yeah, They're not on the same par as Savannah Guthrie. They have Guthrie. a very successful series of game shows that's now. correct yes that's correct but i just had trouble finding other broadcasters that and fight. they all have more money than us for now and some of them more babies than us uh, yeah so. well they all have more babies than me <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this week's extra sugar well done do you feel like you need a prize grits grits that's an oddly specific prize <laughs> for grit splits okay. i need to come up with a grit splits recipe how about biscuit based shortcake that's already downstairs sounds like a great idea (laughs) i'm a winner (laughs) and a birthday girl you win in all the ways i win with aging so you all know the drill instagram and facebook at sweet tea and tv tiktok sweet tea tv pod email sweet tea tv pod at gmail.com you can find us on youtube by searching sweet tea and tv podcast and our website is www.sweetteatv.com come back next week for a brand new sweet tea and tv take on designing women this has been this week's extra sugar <laughs>